Welcome to another edition of Food, Faith, and Feelings, where we walk with you on your journey to wholeness. Our host is Dr. Jeannie Burnett, licensed clinical psychologist and certified eating disorder therapist. Join her and her host, Carlos Houston, as they discuss the relationship between your food, your faith, and your feelings. I love that beat. I think that every time I hear it, it's like Gets I you love in your heart, that. doesn't it? Welcome back. Thank you. I wonder how many people just listen for the intro and then after the intro, they Don't change, say that. Don't Do not name. say that, Carlos. Oh, my God. I love their intro. Okay, change. Confident. It's confident, <laughs> right? So, because we want everyone after they listen to the show to feel and be confident. I agree. I agree. So. Welcome back, everybody. Food, faith, and feelings. Walking with you on your journey to wholeness. So, yes. I was just going to say, we've been talking a lot about body image uh, throughout June. That was uh, pretty much a a prime topic. Uh, Then we finished up with males and body imaging. Um, I thought about something that I I meant to say on this last show and I forgot. Uh, I was going to talk about it. I hate it when that happens. But I I remember now. I think we're still going to be talking about something in the same arena. So it's still. Relevant. Relevant today. But I was thinking about, look at TV, look at our, our superheroes, and look at Batman in the 70s. I just saw Wonder in Woman. In the 60s. Right, right. Okay, what was her name that played Wonder Woman on the TV show? Uh, Diana. That was her TV name. Was, was that her real name? Oh, Linda Carter? Yeah, Linda Carter. Right, right, oh, right. Yeah. So, I mean, but, but. She was hot. Yes, she was. But look at her body. Not but, and look at her body, and look at the the, the present day. <laughs> the way that sounded, it sounds like don't look at her butt. <laughs> look at the whole body. Look at the whole body, not just her butt, but just how body image is so different now. You take the oh, Batman, no. Batman from the Marilyn, the sixties, and now the Batman today. Marilyn Monroe was a fourteen. Exactly. I mean, she was curves and sex appeal and beautiful. Right. It's just amazing how, so if this is the view that we are turned or, or this is the, the, that we have turned or are turning, um, I mean, you go back to the paintings of Michelangelo's paintings. I know. You know, you look at, look at the. These. Buxom used to be the most beautiful. Right. So we've changed. We've changed our views and, and I think this is a great, um, um, what is it, uh, to carry over into our, our current topic on dieting. Right. Because now I, I feel like we're doing a lot of things to fit an image. Mm-hmm. And who told us that this is the image that we're supposed to have? Well, right. And But there is this, um, this underlying contagion of people now that are trying to say, like, health at every size, um, accept your body for the way it is. Right. And so I, there is another part of the mental health industry that is trying to say don't ruin yourself by worrying about what you look like accept how you look like work you know do do exercise for health right and and it actually like if you do if you do exercise for health reasons because you enjoy it and you want to feel better it's going to have a different effect on your body than if you do exercise to lose weight because there's a lot of stress in that. Exactly. A lot of effect on your body and, what you, as you just said, a lot of effect on your mind, that, that stress level. 
I think at the end of the day, the, the biggest question is on quality of life. Right. That's what's important, quality of life. So you can actually talk about and I've talked with, with medical professionals about this, with doctors, because the question comes up oftentimes how to, if we're not going to focus on weight, if we're not going to focus on BMI, we're not going to focus on all these, the scale, then how do I talk? You have someone that may need to lose um, some weight. Maybe they're, they're a borderline. Or, so how do we talk about that? And one of the things that, that we, we say is that talk with them about what are some things that they desire to do that they're not able to do right now. What are some things to increase their quality of life? Correct. So where, where like instead of walking and not walking because you have knee pain, well, okay, maybe if you're not carrying around an extra 50 pounds, your knee joints won't be stressed out as much right. if you can lose that extra weight. But let's do it in a healthy right. lifestyle change Exactly. versus I've got to stop eating all right. carbs and drop 50 pounds. I got to drop 50 pounds. No, I'm trying to increase my quality of life. And in the process of doing so, I am going to lose some weight. That's, That's so healthy. Right. It just makes a difference. The mindset is the, the stress is not there. You're getting enjoyment out of it, and you're doing it for quality of life, for enjoyment. Uh, your surroundings, I want to be able to spend more time with my children. I want to be able to run and play. What, whatever it is, now you're increasing that quality of life. Right. Just your focus is different. Well, and, you know, I, I, I talk about how I've, I'm forever single, right? So I've always been single, never been married. And, I, but, and so I have a slew of friends that are single. I run around with them. And so what I see is, you know, when people get out of a relationship, whether they have been married and they're getting a divorce or whether they've broken up with their girlfriend, they think, oh, my gosh, OK, now I have to lose weight so that I am desirable <laughs> and attractive. I got to get back on the market. I have seen that, too. That, oh. is, that has been it's been funny to me because I've seen people. And like you said, maybe they were they were a couple. They were married. And then there's a divorce, and then the next time I see them, and it's like this transformation has taken place. What had happened? <laughs> right, it's like what in the world? <laughs> because now I had to, I had to get I got to get back in the market. Well, and I think that that's why the number the the second largest group of individuals who have developed eating disorders are women in their 40s and 50s. Wow! Because you think about it. They're, you know, sometimes their spouse dies or there's a divorce. You know, the kids are getting out of um, high school or college. And, you know, this is a time when a lot of families or parents will divorce because they've lost contact with each other throughout their children's lives. And so they separate. And then, boom, there's a lot. There's a whole different world. And it's just a different experience for both men and women. In fact, this friend that I was talking about is actually a male and he like, I'll eat dessert. Like we'll go to dinner or whatever and I'll eat dessert. And he's like, Oh, I couldn't do that. And I'm like, yes, you can. It's okay. Like you're fine. You look fine. Work on your internal characteristics and qualities and your picker. Because if your picker is bad and you're choosing people that are not a health of, of healthy mind and emotion, then you're going to be, continue to be single because you don't want to deal with that. So let's work on other stuff besides what your body looks like. And a lot of people have, have males and females have grown to expect their body to be their net. This is, this is how I'm going to catch him or this is how I'm going to catch her. And and the most, 
beneficial. It is. It is. But it, it's, it's a learned behavior to some degree. Right. Uh, I think one of the things that most people don't understand is the most attractive thing about a person. There have been studies done about this that, that prove this, that self-confidence is the most attractive aspect of when the individuals are looking for someone. Uh, In fact, I will post on Food, Faith, and Feelings on Facebook this article that I literally read this morning, and it was about this woman who sat next to a guy on a plane, and she was buxom, and by the end of the plane, and he was like all irritated and grumpy because, you know, she kind of took more space, and, but he was talking, he ended up talking with her, they had a six-hour flight, and he said by the end of the flight, because she was so beautiful, he said she was the most beautiful woman that I'd ever met, because she was attracting people because of her wit and her comfort level with herself. And she said, I don't, he, he said, I asked her, you know, do you, are you worried about your weight? Because she made some comment about it. Do you try to lose weight? And she said, no, like I like myself and people like me. And by the end of the, the whole plane ride, like all of the, the um, people on the plane, you know, they were just surrounding her and they loved her and she, cause she was laughing and joking and she just, she brought that comfort with her wherever she went. And, he, you know, the end of the article says she was the most beautiful woman I've ever met. Awesome. And so I will post that on Food, yeah. Faith, and Feelings because I just think it's so amazingly written and it's a, it's a true story. And so it's, it's like that's really what it's about is your inside. Right. Mm-hmm. And getting people to believe that, I mean, that's, that's obviously you want to, you have to be comfortable in your own skin. Uh, that's, that's a, a prerequisite. You have to be comfortable in your own skin. You've got to be able to like the person you see in the mirror. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to work on that. But you have to like where you are. It's not when I get here, I'm going to like myself. No, I love myself where I am, and I'm going to love myself as I go through whatever transition I'm, I'm in the process of going through. So I, I think as we start talking about dieting, because that, that's we've, we've kind of taken a rabbit trail. But right. But I, I, I think it all plays in, though, because why are we dieting? What, what, is, what is... To be liked. That's it. Yeah, I think there's a million reasons why. Sometimes it's... it's now, I don't yeah. know if there's a million. Maybe four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be healthy. Okay, there's that's one. There's a lot of reasons why. There's one they, reason. Yeah, to be healthy. It could be, it could be some, like I said, sometimes medically. To feel good about myself. That, to, to fit that uh, dress for that... Clash reunion is coming up in September. Because I'm getting or, married and <laughs> right. everybody's going to be looking at me. Look, it's summertime, so everybody wants those beach bodies. Because I'm getting divorced and I want everyone to look at me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, we've already gotten 999,000 of them. See, I told you there's a million of them. Oh, Carlos says needs to go back to second grade. He can't count. <laughs> but there's, there's lots of it because I don't, I don't want... I, I definitely don't want anyone to think, okay, I'm not dieting. Think about our, our radio audience. There are people who are listening who are not dieting for a selfish reason or for a... Um, uh, beauty. Right, about beauty. Maybe There's, there's a m- many reasons why a person can be dieting. But I think there's still several stereotypes surrounding dieting that are out there. And let's talk about those when we come back from our commercial break. We will talk about those those myths that we've been teasing you about. I'll see you in a minute. I mean, hear you in a minute. So could your nonprofit use $10,000 per month in free Google advertising? Since 2003, Google has donated free advertising to over 20,000 nonprofits in over 50 countries throughout the world. 
They've helped them raise millions of dollars in cash donations, recruiting and volunteer work, and in raising awareness for their causes. Visit epicgrowth.com, that's E-P-I-C-growth.com, to see if your nonprofit organization is eligible for this $10,000 in free advertising today. Are you looking to buy, sell, or invest in a home? Call my friend of 10 years, Francina Maloney. She can help you with all of your real estate needs. Her goal is to have you as a client for life. She will listen to you and find exactly what you are looking for. And as always, 10% of her gross commission goes to the MANA Fund. Thank you so much, Francina. You can call Francina at 770-861-3821. That's 770-861-3821. And welcome back to Food, Faith, and Feelings. Thank you to our sponsors. We so appreciate you. And we couldn't be on the air without you. So, Carlos, we're back to talking about diet myths. And in fact, I have pulled up a an online magazine article from one of our www.com. <laughs> um, and this is a very popular magazine and it talks about, um, you know, dieting and exercise and how to be healthy and and we are just going to point out some of their diet myths that they say are false that we <laughs> disagree with as yes. people in the mental health eating disorder field. So I have to take this one. Number two, there are no bad foods, everything in moderation. And according to this website, that is a myth. That's crap. Um, I'm sorry. I believe that myth is true. And what they're saying is that uh, nutritionally speaking, potato chips can't hold a cran- a candle to a baked potato is, is what it's showing. And, and that is that nutritionally speaking, I guess a, bag of chips would be different than a baked potato. Different. True. But does that make the bag of chips bad? No. <laughs> food is food. It does not have a moral quality. That's what we preach and teach. On a regular basis. In every treatment center that's that helps people with eating disorders across the country. Cupcakes are bad. When's no, the last time good. a cupcake robbed the bank? I've never known a cupcake to rob the bank. <laughs> I have not once seen. I almost fell out of my chair. Like, like what in the world? Yeah. Did you get a wit? Did you get a picture? Yes. It was cream filled. With sprinkles. With sprinkles. Bad cupcake. Bad cupcake. So we do believe that there that all foods that that no food has a moral quality. All foods are okay eaten in moderation. Do you want to eat potato chips every day for every meal? Absolutely not. But but potato chips have carbohydrates and they have fats. And in fact, let's go down to diet myth that you it's they believe they say that this is a myth that you need fat in your diet. Fat keeps you full and satisfied. That is absolutely true. We do need fats in our body like it helps our brains to think it's like motor oil in a car. It helps you to move and stay lubricated and it it's it's um, it it's you need it and it and it does help you stay full longer <laughs> like it's a like i can't believe this is their myth right i think that's you've always when you're choosing diets or you're choosing just a, a stand to take you've got to look at who's the author 
Yes. Uh, and and weigh things out. Uh, I, I do know individuals who will read something on the Internet and run with it. Like, it, what's the word? This is the case. <laughs> no, no, that's true. I read it on the Internet. Okay. So being able to And this get, is in a magazine on the Internet. Exactly. Uh, a very reputable magazine-ish on the Internet. Ish. ish. Reputable. So let me let me also read this one. And this one makes me mad. (laughs) They say diet myth number one, only eat when you're hungry. I'm sorry. When else are you going to eat? Okay. we have eating Uh, disordered people that ignore their hunger cues. And let me just say that uh, as a person that has struggled through both anorexia and bulimia, my body began to um, behave and trust me again when I ate when I was hungry and I stopped when I was full. And when you have certain cravings, like if you crave uh, a steak, well, maybe you're low in iron. Maybe you need a few more red blood cells. If you are craving, you know, a salad, maybe maybe that's because your body needs more fiber. If you are craving potato chips or you're craving something sweet, maybe you need some more carbohydrates in your diet. And so your body, if you trust your body and you eat what your body says, not emotionally, I want to, and I want to separate those two. There are a lot of emotional eaters out there and your brains and your wires have gotten crossed, right? So I would go to a dietitian, not, well, I won't say that, but I would go to a dietitian, um, an RDLD and talk with them about, there, you know, how your body is, is craving sweets all the time because we can develop an addiction to sweets. I, I do believe that. And so we want to eat when our body says to eat and not when our emotions say to eat. Only thing about that, I guess maybe it's the only, and, and it says only eat when you're hungry. And I, I, maybe that's what they're trying to figure out how can they, they, justify it. So I'm, I'm looking maybe it's the word only because there, there are times when I eat, especially in the mornings when I'm busy, I'll oh. eat because I, I, I know I need to eat. I'm not hungry at the time. So maybe that's what they're saying, the only, but, yeah. but it, I think it's important that that's a, like you said, in the eating disorder world, that's one of the keys that we work to help people understand is to be intuitive, to be able to listen to their body. To, Correct. Uh, and it's very important. Yeah. Um, and, and we do recommend like through in the eating disorder world that our bodies like our, our when you fill up your stomach in a healthy manner, when it's not overstuffed or understuffed, you should be hungry in about two to three hours. And, and so if you eat every, you know, if you eat a normal amount when your body says it's hungry and you allow it to process the food and flush out in two to three hours, then you should be hungry again in two to three hours. And that's if you don't overeat or undereat. If you undereat, you're probably going to be hungry in, in 30 minutes to an hour. Right. And if you overeat, you might, it might take it a little longer. But I think that um, a lot of the industry is now moving away from three square meals, but five to six smaller, healthy meals. And I will say, and this is, um, I don't know if this is dangerous to people out there, but when you eat five or six healthy meals, um, you know, balanced with fats, with carbohydrates, with your fruits and vegetables and all that. 
spaced across the day. Every time you eat, um, a dietitian told me this, that your, your metabolism goes up about 300% to process that food. So if you think about, if you eat an 1,800 calorie a day diet and you eat three 600 calorie meals versus six 300 calorie meals, you're going to be more efficient in processing that food if you eat the six 300 calorie meals versus the three 600 calorie meals. Right. And it, you're, you're training your body in the process also. I, I, I was doing... Developing uh, a healthy relationship. Exactly. I was doing a, a, a modeling show, and so I, I wanted to be toned up for it. Because uh, Carlos is hot. Okay. And... <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted, and so I was spoke for trainer, and at the time I ate two to three meals a day. That that was my n- normal uh, regimen, and he told me he wanted me to eat five to six times a day. Yeah. And, and my thought was, there's no way in the world. But it was amazing because I would eat a breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, and then a, a snack sometimes in the evenings, late in the evenings. But my body would get to the point where. It at, trusted at you. Three hours, I was hungry. Mm-hmm. Every th- I ate every three hours, and I would be be hungry. So mm-hmm. it was it was a breakfast at like six, three hours. Uh, a snack might be uh, a protein bar or, or a shake or something of that, or apple, some tuna, something like that. Then a lunch, and then another snack. And that, but in the process, my body knew there was going to be food coming every three hours. So your body's not holding on to anything. It's, it's processing it. It's getting all the energy it can it's get from efficient. it. Exactly. And then it's getting rid of it because it knows I'm giving it some more in another two to three hours. Right. Yeah. Another thing that I want people to understand is as you mess with your eating habits, you mess with your metabolism. Right. If you train your body, if you only allow yourself to eat once a day, your body is going to, to go into a starvation. And I'm going to it says I'm going to hold on to every calorie that you put in my body because I don't know when I'm going to get food again. I don't know when I'm going to get my nutrition. I'm going to hoard this just in case you don't feed me again. Right. And so your bo- you you are lying to yourself and lying to your body. If you are if you are trying to eat in a very regimented way, unless it's like what we were just talking about, like you need to develop a healthy relationship with your body and not abuse it. I think that's body abuse. When you don't feed your body in a healthy manner, because that's not, it's just not how God designed it. So correct. Yeah. What else? I think this is a great place to start. Now we're going to be talking about dieting throughout the month of July, uh, yes. different aspects of it. And, and, um, dieting, I'm going to have a dietitian on, we're going to have a medical professional. We are going to talk about the mental health factors. So we wanted just to start with dieting myths. Um, if you guys have any other questions about dieting myths, Please contact us on Food, Faith, and Feelings on Facebook. Right. We would love to hear your thoughts. I mean, we one of the things we want to do is always to connect with our listeners and to, to give you topics and, and hopefully uh, say something that gets you to thinking, gets your family to thinking, to talking. I think these are, these are great conversations that parents need to have with their children um, because they're, they're picking up whatever your thoughts or ideas are about dieting. Your children's picking up something. Right. So to be able to have that conversation is great. Right. And so here we are with our verse of the week. This is from Deuteronomy 4.23. So be careful not to break the covenant the Lord your God has made with you. 
Do not make idols of any shape or form, for the Lord your God has forbidden this. Why am I saying this? Because anytime you make your body, your shape, more important than the relationship that you have with God, you are making an idol of yourself. And I know that most people would cringe at the thought, but that's true. So I want you guys to have a great week and we will see you uh, next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.